0: Montgomery, and I would like to welcome everyone to the Bosma Enterprises podcast, Navigating Blindness. And today we have Mindy Evans, Assistive Technology Specialist here at Bosma Enterprises. How's it going, Mindy?
1: It's going very well.
0: All right. Uh, Today I wanted to um, get with you really to talk about what you do here at Bosma Enterprises and how Bosma has uh, made an impact in your life. Could you tell us, um, how long have you been working here at Bosma Enterprises?
1: I have been at Bosma Enterprises for nine years.
0: Nine years, and since your arrival, what um, have you done here at Bosma Enterprises?
1: That's kind of a funny question, and I've kind of been called the jack of all trades because I started at Bosma in uh, our contact center, so it was basically a call center. Uh, after that, I was administrative assistant for a period of time. And then I did purchasing for about two and a half years, and then now I've been in the role of assistive technology for just over a year.
0: Okay. So, do you like uh, your current position right now?
1: Yes, I definitely like my current position.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. So, in your current position, what kind of things are you responsible for?
1: Um. uh, Well, there certainly isn't a typical day, but kind of the scope of my job includes. Use, or making sure that I'm current on things such as JAWS and our voiceover or screen readers uh, for people who are blind or visually impaired. I also try to keep up with Zoom Text, making sure that we have the most up-to-date versions of that. And uh, the iPhones, iPads, because we are an Apple shop. At least we're with our mobile devices. Well, I should say we use Surfaces as well, which also use JAWS. But uh, for certain, the iPhone and I. Definitely try to read a lot of information and make sure that I'm current on the things that are going on with all of those devices and the programs that we use here at Bosma and also keep up and see if there's anything new that we should add to make us more efficient and allow people to do their jobs better.
0: So you talked about screen readers, Zoom text. Mm -hmm. What is actually a screen reader for those who do not know what that is?
1: Certainly a screen reader is... A program that you can take the text on the screen and it can either put it out into audio, which most people do prefer using, or it can also put the uh, text that's on the screen into Braille on a refreshable Braille display if a user prefers that. And then Zoom Text is a screen enlargement program, so it takes the text that is on the screen and it enlarges it, and I think it can also do some things with the colors to make it easier for someone who's visually impaired to see, because that can make a difference with low vision.
0: Okay. You yourself, you're um, total? Yes. Totally blind?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: And you use the screen reader as well? Yes. And I know a lot of people are wondering, okay, how do they, how does a person who is totally blind, how do they use the iPhone or those uh, other adaptive equipment? What would you say to them?
1: Well, it, and of course, it depends on the device, but mm-hmm. with the computer I use jaws and I use the keyboard obviously a mouse really isn't a thing they've tried to do some stuff where you can kind of roll the mouse and you can see what's under it but I mean it's that's not necessarily the best solution uh, so a lot of keyboard commands and I prefer to use speech and Braille for my computer and then for an iPhone I use they have a built-in screen reader called voiceover and so instead of tapping something on the screen one time, you would double-tap it, because obviously if you're touching the phone and if it reacts to its first touch, that's not going to work for someone who's blind or visually impaired. So I do a combination of gestures on the screen, flicking to the right and left, moving up and down, or I can drag my finger along the screen and explore it, and when I find what I want, double-tap it. And so that's kind of a quick and dirty description of how it's done, but it's done through screen readers.
0: What other... What other things can you do with that iPhone? Um, I know a lot of people are like curious. What other things uh, can you do with the uh, applications on that iPhone? Like Facebook, can you do? What else can you do?
1: I was going to say, are, are we speaking for people who are blind, or visually impaired? For or people are we speaking who are
0: blind, or visually impaired?
1: Because that's kind of a broad question. You did mention Facebook, Twitter, all of those things. Mm-hmm. You can do those. Basically, I would say over half of the apps that anyone who is sighted can use on an iPhone, someone who's blind can use as well. I mean, clearly things like, you know, a photo booth editor, that just doesn't make any sense for someone who can't see the photos at all. But I mean, Facebook, Twitter, um, I've even played around with Instagram, Snapchat, all those things. they are varying degrees of accessibility, so, but then there are also... Specialized apps for people who are blind or visually impaired to help with daily tasks, which I think we were going to get into that in a minute, but There's certainly a number of things that one or that's blind or visually impaired can do with an iPhone. So
0: so all iPhones are equipped with the voiceover. Yes. Are all Apple devices equipped with the voiceover? Yes. Uh, what about uh, someone who does not use an Apple device? What about an Android device?
1: They do have a solution called TalkBack mm-hmm. and i've got to be honest i don't remember what specifically the name is of uh, the enlargement program or if you just actually enlarge the font on the phone itself but i do know that there's talkback and there's also braille back for someone who's um, needing this speech or braille feature
0: so let me ask you this since uh, technology has kind of really taken over uh, our society do you feel braille is still a large part of a person who is blind vision impaired's life or is that something that to still be uh, implemented yes
1: Yes. Um, I mean unfortunately you're seeing a trend moving away from it Mm -hmm. and I get that Braille displays are expensive now there is work being done to cut down on those recently there was a Braille display that was released well it's not completely out into the public yet but for around $500 which sounds like a lot but when you consider most Braille displays are two grand or better that is pretty inexpensive, but so they're working on making the technology cheaper, which helps. but that said, I mean, if you think about reading, spelling, all of those things, if all you learn by is audio and you've never seen the right. printed word that that becomes a problem i think, and I mean even myself, I read Braille, and there are some things that have contractions, and I go. Oh well, how do you spell that word? Because I only know the contraction for it, so I can't imagine what it would be if I hadn't read anything in Braille at all. And so I do think it's still important.
0: What what is actually a Braille display for those who do not know?
1: It is a device that is hooked up to a computer, or it can be hooked to a mobile device via Bluetooth. And there are pins inside of the device that pop up, and you can there are scroll bars that can refresh the display. So as new content is popping up on the screen, it's also popping up onto the refreshable Braille display via the pins that move up and down.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree that Braille is something that still should be taught just because, like you said, you want to know what the word actually looks like. Mm -hmm. And um, besides that, you may even want to have your own privacy. I mean, that's another reason that you should uh, want to read Braille.
1: Well, and there's the independence thing. I mean, not to cut you off, I apologize, but, I mean, if you go to a restaurant, there are Braille menus available, mm. and so you'd be able to read them, or as you're walking down the hall, it's, well, gee, I need room 201. Well, if you don't right. know how to read Braille, then you'd have to ask someone where room 201 is, and yes. not that that's a bad thing, necessarily, but it would be nice, I would think, to be able to do that yourself.
0: Yes, and I using the elevators, Braille on the elevator. Correct. Braille on the restaurant. You want to make sure you walk into the right... Right one. Absolutely. So I believe that's definitely a great tool and definitely still should be taught and utilized. So, Mindy, before you came to Bob, what what were you doing before you came to Bob Enterprises? Uh,
1: well, uh, I did go to college. Mm-hmm. I majored in music business, of all things, okay. um, and that didn't necessarily pan out how it was supposed to. Uh, that field is very competitive. Yes. Uh, so, unfortunately, I was unemployed for about four years. We all know how the unemployment rate situation goes, uh, But then after that, uh, after well, I actually tried to search in my field for a year, and then I tried some other avenues. And so, anyways, after about four years of searching, I found a job opening here at Bosma, which was the contact center, and then the rest
0: is history. The rest is history. That is true. That is true. So many years, um there anything else about technology um, I know here at Bob Enterprise we are using a blind square event or blind square here to uh, help people navigate the facility uh, could you really elaborate on blind square and how this um, helped a lot of individuals here at Bob Enterprise
1: certainly uh, blind square for those who do not know is an app now we're using what's called blind square event so it allows you to download the app for free, and here on the premises you can do all of the functions of it, see how it works, etc. Now if you buy the full version, which last I checked is about 40 bucks-ish, it changes because it's made by a country or excuse me, a company in another country, so sometimes the exchange rates do fluctuate a little but It's around 40 bucks, it's a one-time fee, and uh, if you have the full version you can be anywhere and you can search for what's around you, like restaurants, shops, etc. Uh, as you're walking down the street, it'll say the intersections. You can then use something like Apple Maps along with it to get turn-by-turn directions if you need those. So there's just a number of things it could do. I could do a whole podcast on that just by itself, but you have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think that'll be good. We
1: can we can think about that. Um, and then now the the Indoor part is something that came later. Now, you mm-hmm. cannot use GPS outside. It's not... or I'm sorry, inside. It's not reliable. Outside, right. GPS is great. But once you get in the building, that doesn't work. So what do you do? You use what's called BPS, which is a beacon positioning system. And so those beacons have been programmed. We have about 70 of them hanging around here at Bosma. And uh, with our new facility that we're working on, we're going to have it over there, too. Uh, and those beacons have information programmed into them. For example, as you're walking, it might say bistro to your left, training room to your right, or as you're walking, it'll say restrooms on your left. Then once you turn into the restroom bank, it'll say women's on the right, men's on the left. And you can also program secondary information into these beacons. We have one at the beginning of our bistro entrance. It says, bistro, shake for daily special, and you shake it, and I've got it programmed in with the specialist for the day. So uh, the short version of all of that in su- in summary, basically it's information that it is not a replacement for mobility. You still need to use your cane, yeah. you still need to learn where things are, but it can tell you where you are in the building, what's around. Let's say you've gotten turned around, but you know that when the is on your left, oh, well, this means that where I'm trying to go is straight ahead. Or if it says the is to your right, you know you've gotten turned around. So It can help orient you to the building and let you know what is around you. Or if you're in an unfamiliar part, it can tell you what's ahead, around you, etc. I
0: mean, this building right here is, our new corporate (laughs) drive location is definitely huge. And I know learning how to navigate this building was a uh, journey for a lot of people. And I believe Blind Square has definitely helped a lot of people get to where they need to go. I know it's helped me. Oh, (laughs) me too. (laughs) I
1: I mean, I remember when I was installing it and hardly mm -hmm. anybody was here. and I had left to do something or other. I don't even know. And I thought, gee, it'd be really nice if I could find a restroom. And I mean, these are things that a sighted person doesn't necessarily have to think about Mm because they can just look up on the wall and see it. And so as I'm walking, it says restrooms to the right. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And sure enough, there they were. So it helped me to be able to do something instead of trying to find wherever I was supposed to find my way back to and then have to ask somebody where the restroom was. I was able to... Be independent yeah, yeah, and do what
0: yeah. I needed to do. And, you know, Blind Square is also, uh, we're also using that for our vending machines as well with the oh, QR yeah. reader. Uh, could you talk about how uh, Blind Square and Bosnian have been uh, very innovative right now and really keeping a, keeping abreast of what's going on with technology? Could you talk about how the vending machines are working right now for yep. people who are blind?
1: I, I forgot the QR codes are. <laughs> Get caught up <laughs> in the beacons and forget about those. We have QR codes, and as Ray stated, they're on our vending machines, and typically, if you're someone who's blind or visually impaired, you can't determine what's in the machine. All you have is the number pad, and you know there's plenty of snacks, but you don't know what. Yeah. And so the QR code, there is a tool inside of Square, or we've actually unlocked the QR codes to be able to work with any phone, and you just take a picture, I shouldn't say take a picture, but you hold your phone up next to the QR code, it scans it, and it pulls up a document of what's in the machine and the prices. And the vendors are kind enough to let me know if there's any changes, so it is up to date as much as possible. And also, we're not only doing it for vending machines. Mm -hmm. We have all of the artwork that's on the walls here at Bosma. They have QR codes on the bottom right corner of all of them. And when you scan those, it is a description of what's in the picture so that someone who's blind or visually impaired can see them.
0: That's a good That's a good idea. I like that idea very much.
1: And if, that's just the beginning of what we're doing. We're also going to do them on offices so that someone who's blind, as they're walking down the hall, the QR codes can be scanned from a good distance away. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to necessarily walk up to the door and knock on it and, hey, whose office is this? You'd be able <laughs> to know from the QR code.
0: That's great. That's great because no longer do we have to play the guessing game. Right. <laughs> I want some Cheetos today. Uh, no Jack Fritos. Yeah. You know, but that's definitely good. It definitely keeps people independent. I very much. I like that, but it's that's another thing that you implemented just recently with the bistro. Can you talk about how uh, now we have a uh, totally blind cashier?
1: Yes. Uh, we are using square mm-hmm. and there have been no modifications to it. Uh, I'm not going to say square is perfect. There are some weird, hiccups and navigational things that, that happen with it, but that aside, it is accessible enough and friendly enough that with a couple of workarounds and just learning how to navigate it, we were able to turn on voiceover on the iPad and one of our employees who is totally blind was able to ring up uh customers using the Square system in the Bistro. Mm-hmm,
0: definitely. And I like that idea. And I just want
1: to point out that Square is just an off the shelf program that a lot of people are using to take credit cards and things. So if you're someone out there that's listening that has a business and you so happen to be uh, blind or visually impaired and wondering if you can use Square, the answer to that question is at least on an iDevice, yes.
0: So, Mindy, uh, before I get you out of here today, what would you tell people about Bosma who have never heard of Bosma Enterprises? Ooh
1: one I think well first of all I would say that Bosma certainly is very important if you are blind or visually impaired and especially if you're someone who has just recently lost your vision and you think that you can't do things any longer or you're not able to do the things you once enjoyed I would certainly say definitely give Bosma a call because there's plenty that they can do for you. I mean, I just talked about you can use an iPhone, you can use a computer, you can, you know, do all these things. That And I mean, we're just touching the surface. I didn't talk about the apps that can take pictures of barcodes and pictures of your products to tell you what they are. So there are plenty of skills you can learn to remain independent. And so don't think that your life is over. Bosma certainly has some answers. And for people who are unemployed, we're certainly trying to work on that and employ as many people who are blind or visually impaired as possible. So I think Bosma is definitely here to help Hoosiers who are blind or visually impaired.
0: Yes. Well, Mindy, I definitely want to thank you for coming on the Navigating Blindness podcast today. And I know we have a lot more to talk about in regards to technology. Yeah, I mean. uh, we can talk about technology all day. We Okay. All day. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely want to thank you. And I know I have you on again, and we'll uh, follow up with new advancements in technology and I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Navigating Podcast. This is Ray Montgomery and I'll talk to you guys next week.